I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. I'm Dr. D.Z. Cofield, senior pastor here at the Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church of Houston, Texas. And I want to welcome you and say, may the grace, peace, joy, and love of God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, rest, rule, and abide with you now and forever. Thank you today for the privilege of your time. Thank you for being with us because I know you have so many choices. You have so many places that you could be, but you have chosen to be with us. And I want you to know I appreciate it. Remember, you're not watching us to make us a big church or me a big preacher. I'm literally here. Our church is here. Our ministry is here to help you become the biggest and best Christian you can possibly be. And listen, we're in the holy day season now for real, for real. We are moving expeditiously as we get ready to engage in the spirit of gluttony on that Thanksgiving day that is coming up this Thursday. But we want to make sure that we have the right attitude to precede our gluttonous actions, right? We want to make sure that we're thinking about and are thankful to the Lord for the marvelous things that God has done in our life. I was just looking back over the past year. Over the past year, um, I went from being injured and tearing my quadricep muscle in my left leg to having surgery. Last year this time, I was sitting at a desk preaching from a chair because I couldn't stand. I couldn't move in any way, shape, form, or fashion. So as I look back now, watch this. I may not be where I want to be. I may not even be as healthy as I used to be. But man, I, I'm grateful. I'm grateful as I reminded myself over this past week that the Lord has brought me a long way. And I want to keep on pressing. And I hope and pray that you're able to do that as well as you look at your own life that you are grateful and thankful for what the Lord has done in your life. Our scripture reading today comes from the 106th division of Psalms, Psalm 106, beginning at verse 47. Just two verses I want to read for you today. From the New King James translation, Save us, O Lord our God, and gather us from among the Gentiles to give thanks to your holy name, to triumph in your praise. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting and let all the people say amen. Praise the Lord. I've read for you Psalm 106 verses 47 through 48. This is the word of the Lord. Come on, let's go to God in prayer and ask God's blessings on our time today. Father, thank you for blessing us and giving us an opportunity to hear from you. And I pray now that everything that we say, everything that we do, our worship will be acceptable in your sight. And that even through this digital platform, those who are watching, those who are listening, wherever they are in the world, would stop and give you the praise that you so richly deserve. We love you. And we ask your blessings in Jesus' name. Let all of God's people say amen. Amen. 
Elder Taylor and the praise team are going to come now and minister in song. Come on, let's lift our voices together. Let's give thanks to God in the midst of all that we have been through, all that we are going through. And listen, give them some anticipatory praise for what God is going to do as he takes you to where he wants you to be. Come on, let's give God some glory. Praise the Lord, everybody. How many of you know that God is a God who keeps his promises? And whatever he says will come to pass. Hallelujah. Everybody shout with me. Yes, Lord.
said it, it's already done. I said if he said it, it's already done. Believe every word he said. I receive every word that he said. He said I'm the head and not the tail. given us everything that pertains to life and godliness so just confess this with your mouth everybody just say I have everything I need because the great I am provides for me one more time I have everything I need because the great I am provides for me come on sing this with us everybody I have everything I need come on sing I have everything I need. 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 The great I am. The great I am. He provides for me. The great I am. Provides for me. I'm gonna say this. You are Sing this show. The great I am, yes, that I am is everything that I need. The great I am, that I am, yes, yes, he is more than enough. Sing it for me. Hey! 
Oh, my God. I am. He is the great I am. Can I tell you something about that song and the whole idea of him being the great I am? Uh, When God shared that phrase with Moses, when Moses was on the mountain and and said, uh, God, they're going to ask me who you are if I tell them that you told me to tell Pharaoh to let my people go and and I go before your people and I say, God, God, this is what the Lord says. Thus says the Lord, let's get ready to go. He says, they're going to ask me, God, if you spoke to God, uh, what's his name? Nobody's ever heard from God directly and lived. What's his name? And God says, just tell him I am. Tell him I am that I am has sent you. And, And the reason this is so so powerful is because it's literally a reminder of his person and when you remember who God is in terms of his person then you should automatically know and be reminded of his presence and his power his promises everything else that God brings to the table just by remembering who he is And so I hope and pray you've been reminded because maybe your thankfulness or the lack thereof has been tied to a kind of self-imposed amnesia. You have forgotten. You just needed to be reminded that he is the I am. You've been focusing on your problems more than you've been focusing on your problem solver. You've been thinking more about what you've been going through than the one who is taking you through. Thank you, praise team, for reminding us that he is the I am. He is the great I am, and he's able to handle whatever we can bring his way. Come on, let's go to God in prayer and ask God's blessings on our time today. Father, thank you for your word. I pray now that everything that we talk about, all that we share this day, would be pleasing in your sight. And remind us that even in this thanksgiving season, that you are the reason for the season because we have so much to be thankful for. We ask your blessings now. In Jesus' name, amen. So as we come to this time of year, uh, some of you are already traveling or planning to travel. Uh, schools in many instances are letting out for the entire week for Thanksgiving break. And you're going to spend the holidays with family members and, and friends. And, and typically there are several things that we look forward to during this Holy Day season, during the Thanksgiving Day season. Um, first, we look forward to spending time with family. Uh, typically, if you don't have a, a, a big feast any other day of the year, you're going to have a big feast on Thanksgiving. Family members and friends are going to come. Different relatives are going to fix their favorite dishes. For some of you, it's going to become a kind of potluck on steroids, right? Uh, people who make macaroni and cheese, and that's, that's her dish, man. She's going to bring that macaroni and cheese. And, and the person who makes the cake, man, he makes the best German chocolate cake, and, and he's going to bring his German chocolate cake, right? We, we look forward to getting together and and tasting the best of the best and spending time with family and friends. Uh, 
some of us look forward to those Thanksgiving Day parades, whether you watch them on television or it's your family tradition to grab up the lawn chairs and get your favorite route on that, uh, your favorite seat on that parade route, and, and you want to hear the marching bands, and, and you want to see the celebrities, and you want to see the politicians, and you want to wave at them, and that Thanksgiving Day parade for you is a great tradition. And of course, many of us have the tradition of football, right? Whether it's the early game or the afternoon game, or now they've added a third game, a night game, right? I mean, you, you are literally going to get inundated with football the whole weekend. Professional football on Thanksgiving Day, college football right after that. Basketball is in full swing, so it can be a, an, an overload even for a sports junkie. Someone around the food is already planning what you're going to do, the damage you're going to do. Come on, some of us, we get up on Thanksgiving Day and we're going to go work out. We're going to go walk like that's going to make a big difference, right? We're going to get ready to do our thing around that table. But my brothers and sisters, here's what I want to ask you. Are you focused on what it takes and what it means to really be thankful during this season? Uh, Will you have a thankful Thanksgiving? Will will you have a thank-filled Thanksgiving. See, see, it's interesting because even though we know it's Thanksgiving and, and some of us have a family tradition where we'll go around and those who are of age are required to give at least one thing they are thankful for. You know, it's amazing how much fear and trepidation that brings to people when you ask them, tell me something you're thankful for. Because we typically don't focus on what we should be grateful for, what we have gratitude for. We're typically so busy asking for more that we lose sight of what God has already blessed us with. And if you're not going to be thankful for anything else this Thanksgiving season, I want to encourage you to be thankful for God. See, When we think about being thankful, we think about what we get and what we have and what we want. And we almost treat God as if he is our cosmic concierge, that he has a responsibility to respond to our prayers expeditiously and give us whatever we ask for, especially if in our minds we think we are living a life that is pleasing to him. But my brothers and sisters, first and foremost, the foundation of all of our living needs to be expressed in our gratitude for God. So today I want us to focus. I want us to think about what it means to thank God in the midst of it all. That's what I want to talk about today, how to thank God in the midst of it all. Uh, This is a topical expositional message, and and it's really intended just to to, to get your mind uh, refocused on what it means to give thanks and gratitude to God for his many blessings. Uh, Here's the first thing I want you to see. If you're really going to thank God and and thank him 
in the midst of all that you're dealing with, in the midst of all that you're going through. Number one, you need to thank the Lord because he is good. You need to thank God because he is good. It's real simple, but it's right here in Psalm 106, verse 1. The New King James translation says, Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For his mercy endures forever. Now, that is, in the English translation, is italicized. And, and basically, it is put there to give us what the interpreters of the Holy Scriptures believe was a clearer or easier reading grammatically of the Hebrew text. But, but the text says, the Lord, he good. He good, that is, is implied uh, in, in, in the tense, in the structure of that word. He good, he is good. And, and, and that's a blessing, my brothers and sisters, that we don't want to miss not only this Thanksgiving season, but any time. We don't want to miss the fact that the Lord is good. It's not he was good, but he's not good right now. It's not that he will be good, but he's not good right now, but I'm trying to hold on to wait for him to be good. No, the text says he is good. This, this psalm was a history of God's goodness to Israel despite their rebelliousness and despite their sinful way of living. The psalm begins and ends with hallelujah and the command to praise the Lord and to give him thanks because of our shortcomings and sinful ways, whether our sins are overt, covert, or inadvertently committed, the psalmist says, we are responsible to thank God for his goodness. Sometimes it's hard to see that God is good when you're focusing on yourself or making a priority of what you're going through or how you're feeling instead of focusing on the person of God. See, nothing we do and nothing we go through changes the fact that God is good. God is good, period. Nothing else needs to be said. He's good. He, 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 he is good, and he's good all the time. God is good. Look at A. Good is who the Lord is. Good is who he is. It, it's, it's inherent in his person. He is good. We're, we're talking about now, really, the character of God. That the character of God is good. Look at 1 Chronicles 16, verse 34. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Look at Psalm 107, beginning at verse 1. Let's read it together, if you will, wherever you are. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For his steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, 
whom he has redeemed from trouble and gathered in from the lands, from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. Some wandered in desert wastes, finding no way to a city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted within them. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way till they reached the city to dwell in. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. The character of God, he is good. And my brothers and sisters, let me just share this with somebody who may be listening right now because I'm feeling it in my spirit that you may be listening and you may be questioning whether or not God is good because you're going through some bad times. And I've got to let you know the bad times you go through do not negate the fact that God is good. God is good. Here's the question on the table. Are you obeying God? Are you walking in obedience to God so that you can claim the promises of God? The person of God doesn't change just because you're not receiving what you think you should get from God, especially when you don't give to God what God demands of you. Typically, we want God to bless us. (laughs) Watch this, right where we are. We don't want to move. We don't want to change. We don't want to do what God has called us to do. We don't see obedience as a doorway to blessings from God. So we pray and say, God, if you bless me, then I'll obey you. And God says, no, you've got to learn how to obey me right where you are and move from where you are, ooh, listen carefully, to where I am blessing. You've got to change. You've got to make a change. You've got to change your attitude. You've got to change your actions. You've got to change your mindset, your mentality. You've got to make a change if you fully want to experience God's blessings in your life. But God is not obligated to change who he is to bless you, and he doesn't have to change who he is based on your living. You are called to change how you live based on what God has commanded. God is good. But watch B. Not only is good who the Lord is, good is what the Lord does. Good is what the Lord does. Now watch the difference. Good is who the Lord is, that's his character. Good is what the Lord does, that's his conduct. His conduct, in terms of what he does, flows out of his character in terms of who he is. And they both are in alignment with one another. Look at Psalm 84, verse 11. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord, here it is, bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly? Uh, The psalmist says we, we ought to give God thanks for his mighty acts and the display of his mighty power. How can you, how can you put a number on the good things and the great things God has done? 
If you started counting right now the good things, if you could get to the end of the list, then I submit to you the list is incomplete. Because when you start counting what God has done in your life, the good things God has not has done in your life, and then watch this. If you start counting the things that God has not allowed to happen in your life, you don't have enough time in the day. Uh, Psalm 103, I think when you get a chance, read it if you will. Matter of fact, re- read it this week. Just, just read, read through it. Just read through it four, five, six verses, ten verses, however many, and then just keep on reading. It's interesting because uh, the the psalmist in Psalm 103 defines goodness properly. He, He defines goodness first by what God does. And then the psalmist shifts to talking about what God has done to what God has not allowed to be done. In other words, there's a positive aspect in terms of what God is doing in your life, but then there's a, a, another aspect of what could have happened in your life bad that God has not allowed to happen. It, it's as if the psalmist says in Psalm 103, let me give you some things to be grateful for that amount to grace and mercy. Grace in terms of unmerited favor, you getting what you don't deserve, and then he shifts to mercy, what you should have gotten that you did not get. See, when you start counting blessings, it's not just what you got, it's what you didn't get. So many things could have knocked on your door. So many times death angel just went over your house instead of stopping in your house. So, so many times you, you could have been sick and, and, and dead, but God raised you back up. So many times that God kept you from danger seen and unseen. And the psalmist says, you've got to learn how to be thankful. You've got to learn how to be grateful. Look at Hebrews 9, verse 11. So Christ has now become the high priest over all the good things that have come. He has entered the greater, that greater, more perfect tabernacle in heaven, which was not made by human hands and is not part of this world, this created world. With his own blood, not the blood of goats and calves, he entered the most holy place once for all time and secured our redemption forever. James 1.17 says, Whatever is good and perfect comes to us from God our Father who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. Think about for a moment what the writer of Hebrews says. He, he says, God, God, God provided for us. If, if you want to talk about what he did and, and, and shout on, on what he did, don't get caught up in what you want done right now. Think about what he's already done. Sent his only begotten son to shed his blood to pay a price for you to not cover your sins, but to wash your sins away both now, present, past, and future. The price has been paid. 
God, God says you, 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 need, you need a reminder of what to be thankful for. Who he is, his character, what he's done, his conduct, what he has provided for you. God says, why do you need something else to try to determine whether or not you should be thankful? You're trying to base your thanks on whether you have cars, cash, commodities, and creature comforts, and, 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 and you're sitting there right now coming into this Thanksgiving holiday weekend saying to yourself, I don't have I don't, I, what I got to be thankful for. I, I don't have the car that I want. I didn't get the house that I want. I got turned. I got mistreated. I got this. I got that. And God says, wait a minute. No, 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 no. Child of God, you're missing the most fundamental thing that you should be thankful for, and that's eternal life and an understanding that where there is life, there is hope, and understanding that God is not through with you yet, and understanding that God is working on you. He's, he's molding you and shaping you. And while you may be on your way to becoming the final product, you are still in the process, and in the midst of the process, you are making progress. And God says you need to learn how to be thankful that God is still working on you. You need to be thankful that God has not forgotten about you. I want to encourage you this Thanksgiving season. Listen to me carefully. Thank God for who he is. Thank God for the good he has done. Thank God for the good he is doing. Thank God for the good he will do. Thank God for his person. Thank God for his promises. Thank God for his character. Thank God for his conduct. Thank God because he is good, and there's nothing you can do to change it. He is good. Amen? Come on, let's pray. Father, thank you for your goodness. Oh, God, it, it's so easy, so easy, God for us to take our eyes off of you and focus on ourselves, take our eyes off of what you have done, are doing, and will do, and focus on what we're going through, what we've been through. There's somebody who's listening right now who is, who is going through what they're going through, and there's a level of fear and, and anxiety and trepidation because they're not focusing on how good you are. They're not focusing on how good you have been. They're not focusing on the fact that you who have begun a good work in us can finish what you have started. They're not focusing on the fact, God, that you're not through blessing us yet. They're not focusing on that. And because their focus is on something else, they're missing the opportunity just to bless you for what you have done what you are doing and what you will do. God, I pray that somebody would recognize, see and learn and know what it means to live a life that's pleasing to you. That they would 
know beyond any shadow of a doubt that they are to thank you in the midst of it all. We bless you, God, and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let me take this opportunity to say thank you for sharing with us today. Now, if you're looking for a church home, man, I'm so grateful and so thankful. For those of you who are watching on the digital platform, some of you may know, may not know, man, we, we've had people uniting with us uh, continually throughout this pandemic on the virtual platform. And man, I, I praise God for that. Because here's what I, I understand scripturally. The function of the church is to make disciples. To make disciples. It's the dissemination of information, spiritual information, with the goal of creating and producing life transformation in your life. It's both evangelism and edification, helping you to come know Jesus, and if you know him, helping you to grow in Jesus. And I'm grateful that God is giving us another form to do this. If you're grateful, come on, put that in the chat. Just say, I'm grateful, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm not saying that this is the end-all, be-all substitute for coming together as a family of faith. But here's what I am saying. There are some of you who have united with us on the digital platform who are not able to come. There are some of you who have united with us on the digital platform and you become part of I Hope Church and you don't have a desire to come for a variety of reasons. Maybe you still have some underlying health conditions. Uh, maybe it's COVID. Maybe you're just comfortable where you are. And, and, and I want to thank God for you because I'm, I'm excited about the opportunity to create a new form of worship to bring God's house into your home, into your personal space, to help you become all that God wants you to be. And I want to say thank you for giving us that privilege. If you'd like to become part of our church, uh, you can click on the link that says, I want to join church. I want to join the church. I want to become part of this church family. And I'm telling you, man, there's some exciting things coming down the road. You don't want to miss it. Um, if you want to become a Christian, then just click on the link. It says, I want to be saved. I want to become a Christian. Uh, this past week, man, I had, I had a, a privilege, but it was a, a tragic privilege. Uh, a young lady uh, was killed in a car accident and 28 years old. And the funeral home where they had the service was, was packed, standing room only. Uh, people were standing around the walls and, and they filled the overflow as well. And there were people who were watching via the World Wide Web streaming. And I'm, I'm so grateful to God because let me tell you what happened in the midst of that. You know, I always believe you should give life an opportunity in the midst of death. And in the midst of that tragedy, uh, we had hundreds of people pray the prayer of salvation. And we had over 30 people who responded who said, basically, Pastor, we want you to follow up with us. And we want to follow up with them and help them in their walk with God, help them to become all that God wants them to be. And I'm grateful because 
it gives us an opportunity to allow eternity to help shape their earthly journey. And I'm grateful to God for that. If you're somebody who needs the Lord in your life, you want to become a Christian, just click on the link and we'll help you do that as well. Now, I've got to tell you, man, Thanksgiving Day, we're excited because we have our Thanksgiving devotional coming up. Our Thanksgiving devotional coming up is going to be a great time in the Lord. Uh, We're going to start airing. Uh, Typically, we would do 10 o'clock, but it's going to air for you who are early risers. We're going to start our service off at 8, I believe. We may start it at 6. I don't know. Let me find out. Let me check on that. But at least minimally, uh, you'll be able to tune in at 8. For those of you who get up real early, let me me talk to our technical people. Let's see if we can do something at that 6 o'clock hour. Because I know some of you are going to be getting up early and you're going to be cooking. And and you're going to need a word (laughs) from the Lord just to get started. And then at 10 and at 12, and then it will be available worship on demand throughout the day and throughout the weekend. Uh, But here's what I want to encourage you to do. Wherever you are, family members or friends, I want to encourage you to gather them together. You can send the link, send the information to family members and friends around the country or around the world. They can adjust the time accordingly, and they can start their Thanksgiving Day off with a word from the Lord. I want to to encourage you to do that. Um, Our offering on that Sunday on that Thursday, I'm sorry, Thanksgiving Day. Thanksgiving Day, that offering, Thanksgiving coming up, uh, will be going to our missions and outreach. There's a couple of major projects that we're working on, and I would love for you to be a partner with us in the kingdom work. Uh, The Sloans, Marshall Sloan and Reverend Mark Sloan, uh, we just had their commissioning ceremony. Man, what a beautiful event it was. Uh, and, and we had our first missionaries that were commissioned from our church, uh, Reverend Lloyd and Sister Jan Chin, uh, who have been uh, in Ghana, and they've been back in this country, um, but they are the world venture coaches for the entire continent of Africa. They're going back to Africa full time. They've been going back and forth, uh, and Jan's mother, Sister Mary Baptiste, went home to be with the Lord dear saint here at our church and so they're moving back and now the sloans will be on that team going to africa ministering in uganda Uh, we also have a young couple that we have been uh, supporting in the northern region the far northern region of ghana and so i want to do something special for them as well so Our offering is going to go to our mission and our outreach program, all right? Um, We do missions locally, nationally, and internationally. And we want to continue to be a blessing to those who are in need of a blessing. So everything that you give on Thanksgiving Day will be a blessing to somebody else. Now, we have our food giveaway, our food pantry. Uh, We're going to do that, of course. Uh, We don't necessarily do anything special for Thanksgiving or the Christmas holidays because we do something awesome every week. Every week here at our church, we are a blessing to people, and I'm grateful and thankful for our volunteers, and I want to thank all of our volunteers. Matter of fact, if you're a volunteer and you're watching right now, let me just say thank you for your service. Let your family know, you know, I volunteer. I'm the one to help make that happen. 
uh, over a million pounds of food distributed over the last year. I got to get the new numbers for 2021, but I know in 2020, that year, we started intensely addressing food insecurities for people over a million pounds of food. And I don't think we have let up. We, we thought we were going to let up, but I don't think we have let up since then because of inflation and uh, supply chain issues. Um, we've still had a number of people who have been coming through who have been in need of a blessing. So thank you for your service, volunteers. Don't forget, first Sunday in December, you can register, you can sign up. First Sunday in December, we will have live worship here in the sanctuary, but we will continue to be on the digital platform as well. All right? Listen, make sure I see you on Thursday, Thanksgiving Day. I want to see you on Thanksgiving as we come together and start our Thanksgiving holiday giving thanks to the Lord. All right? Until next time, God bless is our prayer. Oh, remember, God is doing something wonderful in you. Let him do it. Let God have his way, and you will be blessed, and you will be pleased at the final product after you get out of the process that God has you in. All right? Come on. Let's get ready to go. Tell your neighbor, God is doing something wonderful in you.